Hello, uh, welcome back to the Fully Living Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Elrix, um, with the most, and uh, I'm going to introduce the Karkachas. Um, the first one here, uh, Brother Idris, <laughs> came back from his Ramadan contract. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't respect me, they up, don't bro. respect me. <laughs> we have a uh, first time, first time long time, uh, Brother Samer. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, it's your brother Samer. Uh, we have uh, a Somali. Blaj. Blaj. We have uh, Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm not done yet. Shout out to Hummus Gang. Yeah. <laughs> Hummus Gang. Fab, what is that? Nah, I have to say it, bro. Shout out to Hummus Gang. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, we have Saeed. I like we're that dip with the chip. We're here, we're here. What's Sit up? Down, what's up? Why are you so calm now, Fab? You're talking crazy. I'm eating Hummus because I'm mad close to the mic. You feel me? JPG. No, it's calm. JPG. That's my trend, bro. That's <laughs> my <laughs> trend. Like, that, JPEG, is it? Nah, J- I dropped the E. That's another one. That's another. That's oh, another one. Not. I dropped the yeah, E. Man. There's also PNG. I'm telling you, I'm telling you bro. J- JPG is different, bro. But that's the one you, for like the people that have a slow computer. The one that explore the dialogue. We sat down and. Well, I didn't. We were sitting down and trying to think of a topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ozzy, do you want to introduce a topic since you thought of it? It's not really a topic still. It's just like, you know, in that direction. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, direction. Whatever the direction you thought of. Yo, you know what I'm saying? You want to you wanna start off? Yeah, you sound a little scared for <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, Speak with your chest, brother. No, honestly, it's like it, we're talking about a lot. You know what I'm saying? But it was conforming was the topic where he came from. But like, it's just about just the world and how it's very different. I think one one little story that I have was like, when I went to Umrah and like, it was just two weeks, didn't see anything except the Kaaba and everything like that. Then I left, I came to Jeddah and I seen a girl without a hijab and I did like a triple take because it's just something I wasn't used to just in two weeks. I mean, I don't know, yo, you have to ask us though, but you know? <laughs> But no, like it, it was different for me. Like it was yeah. a double take. So I was just thinking to myself, like, whoa, that was the first time that I kind of gave thought to the idea that, like, yo, the world is big, and like people have different ideas and thoughts of how the world goes and, and the norms, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just throwing that out there, and I was thinking, like, what, what do you guys? But even to sorry, say? Like, even the idea that, like, there's different cultures, mm-hmm. right? So every group of people has a different way of their a different way they view life. Mm-hmm. Right, so like the way we view life, we often like we're living in a bubble. So we often think what we see is how, is what the rest of the world is. Yeah. And until you get out of that bubble, you don't really realize that the world is very different. Like I was, so I was moving to Africa. Well, I didn't know I was moving to Africa. I was told I was leaving for eight months. Uh, it ended up being four years. <laughs> classic. Uh, yeah, the classic. But the my kid. idea, well, I, when I left, when I was I was thinking of what um, Kenya or whatever was gonna look like. And I really, really thought I was going to live in a hut and just have like a desert or whatever. I don't know there was the infrastructure. I don't know there was city centers. So my perception, I was like 11 or 12 or something. And I'm thinking, yo, I'm just going to live in a hut, no electricity, candle, like real, like, like jungle book shit. Well, I, I, same thing when I was going to Kuwait. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I assumed it was like just straight desert. <laughs> But it's like yo, what you just you 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 just know what like you see on television, and you're just thinking 
that's it but you don't know yeah, cause all we all we have is like what we see on the like, tv or the mm-hmm. internet or whatever so uh, and, uh, and stereotypes yeah so uh, the whole hut thing was a, is a stereotype so big stereotype. 30 dollars a day so three dollars a day yeah yeah slides <laughs> everything i thought it was gonna be one of those YouTubers. <laughs> but but um as he was saying he's like he's like the same thing for me i mm-hmm. I, I was living there for four years and obviously when you go to africa it's like uh, majority black so I was only seeing black people, mm-hmm. and and and. Bro, how long did it take for you to adjust? Adjust to what? Like just the change in scenery, change in culture. Probably, probably a while. People were making fun of me for not being able to speak Somali. Uh, classic. Classic. So I had to pick that up. Don't worry, I don't know Somali. Either. And then people were making fun of me for not being able to speak Swahili. So I had to pick that up too. Damn, you had a rough. Yeah, I had a rough. So, a mad rough. So, and I was, I was, I was a chubby guy, and they don't like fat people. Like they don't have fat people there. So then, nobody likes so, fat so, people. Yeah. So, so the, my first day, so I went to, I went to a, a Catholic school in Kenya, which was like a weird thing. Oh wait, huh? <laughs> I went to a Catholic school. Our Lord and our Savior Kenya. Jesus Christ, huh? Honestly, oh my goodness. The first day I was playing soccer, my and uh, I knew like a couple words, and one of the words I knew was mango. So I started playing soccer, and the guy said, yo, this guy is a mango, yo, why is he playing soccer with us? And I, that's what I understood, and I, and I had to fight up slow, just because of that, because I had, I had uh, anger problems. But yeah, I had to adjust to all that stuff, so um, the world... Uh, so yo, like, coming back, we're like, you know, okay, the reason why I even thought about this topic, to be honest, yeah. was because, like, when I went to university, it, it's weird, you know what I mean? Like, whenever you talk about, like, a perspective that people don't really get uh, exposed to, at least what I found in university is like, it's it's like, oh, this is interesting. I want to hear this. And I don't know. I've always felt like, yo, people just examine it like you're, like you're, like you're a specimen. Like, it's not even like, it's not about like trying to learn or, or coming from a place of respect, you know? And I don't know. Personally, myself, I, I find it to be the case because they're saying, oh, this is different. Like, we need to like rally around this. We need to. What are you talking about specifically? The people who run the university. Can we be, okay, white, say, people, white people. White people. Yeah, white people. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, <laughs> yo, you're putting on some great content right now. We need to say it in the mic, bro. People can't hear this stuff right now, yo. You know what I mean? Caucasians no, but for real, though. The mountain of Caucasoid. <laughs> Repeat again. I was talking over you, bro. No, but for real though, like, and I think for myself, like, when I was in university, I found myself being very reluctant to talk about, like, even myself, anything, like, and to be honest, if you're gonna be talking about in anything in any like. Anything about yourself, whether it be Islam, your identity, your religion, your uh, beliefs, anything, your, your own ethnicity, you don't feel comfortable enough to speak about it because you don't think people would like. I think that's more. Willing to speak about. I think that's like, more. That's problem. more personal. No, I kind of felt the same. You think no, so? but I mean, no, no, but I mean, like that. That issue is. I don't think, no, no, it's not inferiority, bro. No, no, I'm saying like, that issue is something that you felt, but it might not have reflected the reality of the situation. Whereas, if you were to come and say and say whatever it is that you're saying with confidence and be unapologetic like people would respect that you don't think so to be, to be honest uh, i feel like like when it comes to university you kind of have to fit like a mold of, of a person like, you have to be like all happy jolly outgoing whatever and that's cool but i think the people have to keep up that facade and they're, they're not being real i felt like they weren't being real with themselves just in that in those like university relationship. I mean, cause yo, it's true. University has like a culture, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't fit into that culture, it's you, like you kind of an outcast. Yeah, exactly. So, and one thing that I noticed, for, like for myself, was I want to say the first 
year and a half, maybe two years, I felt like, okay, who I am, especially my identity as a Muslim, was like something that I had to like keep, not hidden, but just don't be very, you know, oh, okay. don't, don't be loud about it. So a lot, and also a lot of times, like when it's time to pray, mm-hmm. I'd like sneak away, just go yeah. pray, come back, or whatever. If, if you know if something's going on that I didn't want to partake in because it goes against Islam, I'd just be like, nah, I don't want to do it. Or and even I, like feeling like someone might see you while you're praying. Or exactly, like exactly. And then, well, I for me it was like it's like a switch. And I think I mentioned this before. Like one day, I remember I was just I was sitting there looking around in the student center, and I remember just thinking to myself, yo, like everyone around me is just like just trying to impress people. You know, yeah. everyone is trying to impress people. So why am I trying to impress people that are trying to impress other people? <laughs> you know, and for me, it was like it was like an automatic switch. That I just turned it off, and then from there, it became like just unapologetic. Like for me, being a Muslim, me being anything, just who I am as an individual, it became like unapologetic. So long as it was something that was right, then there was no reason for me to like even be shy about it. So for me, like that, I, so that's why I'm saying like it might be something that's more personal than it is, you know, well, environmental. Well, I don't know. For myself personally, like I was in a program where it was filled with just white girls, like literally, <laughs> like yo, know, like there's a hundred people, and like ninety five are, are are white females from not from Toronto, from outside. Mm-hmm. Five of them, there's five guys, and three of them are gay. And, <laughs> well, yo, and two of them are black Wait, Me and point? another guy Nutrition and food science bro So it's just like Yeah so it was like bro Like there wasn't First off Just by being in the program You gotta watch what you say You can't say the same things That you're gonna say around guys Cause you're around girls all day long So it's weird Like I, I ended up feeling like I was mad quiet The people I used to chill with in school Were the guys from the hood Like I would be like Yo right after class I'm linking up with them Never talking to anybody you know what I'm saying? Idris was one of them. You know, he's pointing at himself right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so rack. you remember it, bro. It was, it, was, it was a bit of a struggle. But I think what I felt there was like, you you can't show yourself completely. And I felt like that was hella whack. Like, I got... My program was the complete opposite from yours. Yeah? I just had a bunch of brown guys. And uh, I don't know. Mix of everything. Brown guys. There was like brown guys and some white guys. Um, some Asian guys. But it was like... But I felt I felt whack about it afterwards when I thought about it because I was just like, yo, I I felt like I missed out on an opportunity yeah. to like just talk about whatever myself. And there was one day, I kid you not, um, Olivia Chow came to our class. You know what I'm saying? Olivia, Olivia Chow, the well, MVP, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish that, that, counselor. Yeah, yeah. She came to our class and she's like, listen, you guys are in nutrition and food and stuff. We want to start programs. Who has the best idea, uh, story? So one white girl's like, we want to help the people, whatever. So many random people were saying some, some BS. So I just said, yo, I'm from the hood, <laughs> you know? And I was the only black guy in the class. So she's like, she automatically, she kind of, yeah, I stood out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a sore thumb. So I'm like, I'm from the hood. And she's like, okay, so what about, which, which hood? So I'm from downtown, you know, Regent Park area, you know? She's like, she's like, okay, and do you have a story? I said, yeah, I know a couple of people who've like, you know? I've dropped out. Mind you, I never ever talked about this kind of stuff to these people at all. I don't want to, and not only that, living from the hood, like in the hood, you don't want to tell people in these environments that you're from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a, a Hail Mary to kind of talk to them. But at the end of the story, basically, Olivia Chow ended up saying, those are the type of stories we need to hear because that's where you get funding. And I thought about it afterwards and I'm like, bro, like this girl, never lived, she's never lived in the hood, bro. She's yeah. never lived here. But that story, you know what I'm saying? That story is how she profits. 
and you know, being the NDP, like you know that obviously their focus is um, low income, low income people and whatnot. And those are the type of stories that she brings to her forefront. She doesn't know anything about that that happens in the hood, but she takes a story, she uses it as her like platform, and you know she profits off of it some way or another into a power or whatever the case may be. I thought about it for myself, and I thought, bro, that's a very very cheap use of the story, you know. So I don't know, like when I when I left when I left university, I left feeling like this this place is like it's it's a it's a place to vulture off of everybody, Jeez. take all the ideas and amazing things, and then t- bring it to them, bring it make it theirs. And I thought, like, bro, that's hella whack. That's how I lived. That was my experience in university. I learned a lot. Alhamdulillah, I'm happy about it. But that in and of itself is like I don't think it's something that actually uh, like cultivates your talent the way that. You no, know, I feel like I feel know? like if you were. If you were as unapologetic now as you were then, I think your experience would be a lot different. Bro, if I was, yeah, I'll, I'll get kicked off. If I said every single thing, I'm not saying just saying everything that comes to your mind. I'm talking about like using wisdom, but being as unapologetic as you are today, who you are now, if you were to put yourself well, the, in that same situation. Well, define unapologetic. Are you talking about like praying on the side? Like, bro, I prayed. I used to wear a kufi every day. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying if somebody asks you something about, okay, I'm not talking about speaking out against people. Yeah. I'm talking about speaking. Come on, fam. I'm talking about speaking out against. I'm not even speaking out against. You know how sometimes somebody will talk to you about something and you just, you know, you try to avoid saying, you know, what the truth, which is this is a sin, this is immoral, mm-hmm. right? The act itself. Rather than saying that, a lot of times what we'll say is, uh, you know, divert the question or just try not to say, try not to stand out. You dumb it down. Even that, even that. Water sometimes that down. is good, mm. you know? But keeping a straight PC. Right, so a yeah, lot of times yeah. we realize there's bare times where I had to keep a PC for the sake of the. That's what I'm saying. Whatever, so for like, me, after I realized, for me after I realized that, like I stopped being PC. Oh man. So the moment I did that, obviously you're using wisdom. You're not out here speaking out against everybody, saying you're all infidels. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about just being firm in your identity. But you have to understand, you wouldn't be like that if you didn't go through that experience. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Everything, everything builds up to who you are at this very moment. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, excuse me. Just yeah, different experiences coming up, who but you are as a person. You understand? Uh, no, say that again, please. That was kind of, that was, that, was, that was pretty good. Can you say that again? <laughs> I said it once. You're going to have to listen to the, the, the podcast when it comes up. But no, it, it is true. I mean, like, I had to go through my, the first half in order to, for me to realize that's not, that's not somewhere I can live. That's not that's not for that's not for me, mm-hmm. right? So for me, like the moment I realized that, then I was able to switch it up. But I guess I did have to go through that in order to get to the point where I can be firm in my identity. I, you know what? Like this is this is what my I think what I was trying to reach or like the point I was trying to reach with this discussion is like creating a platform for people to actually have meaningful change. You know, because bro, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out here who will hear your story, will hear your ideas, and they will not think about it the same way you do. You see what I'm saying? They'll hear it, and you might have certain dreams and ideas from it, but they don't. It's not. It's not in line with what you think. Do you think you can do that without conforming? That's that's a see. That's the thing. Like I think you need to do it your way. Like that's the thing. Like no, I'm saying in in the, the environment that we have in the society mm-hmm. that we have, is it possible? Do you think is it? I'm not just asking your opinion, by the way. Do you think it's possible for you to create change, meaningful change? Without conforming. Conforming to what? 
there has to be a little bit of give and take you know with whatever you're trying to do but i think at the end of the day like your staple goals and stuff they need to be in line bro they need to stay there bro they need to like they need to speak through your actions it doesn't necessarily need to be something that's discussed on a mic every single time you can be a person who says yo uh we want to work with x x people y people whatever but at the end of the day where are you spending your time you're spending your time with your people like the people that you actually are working on you know what i mean it doesn't necessarily like I don't like I can't think of a real logical example of it but I'm just saying if I was to think about it if you are hypothetically speaking black lives matter oh. and you're a person and you're a person who believes in equality of or black rights but then you see people in Palestine who are getting shot. They're not black, and, though. You know what I'm saying? It's a completely different struggle, right? But because of the like, the nature of whatever you're pushing, it's something that looks. You look at it and you say, okay, you know what? Like I I agree with this. I agree with this this struggle here, this play. So now, like what I, I literally in my in my one of my courses, the professor said that she hates when people put two struggles together. She hates that. She's like divide between it. The struggle of black people is different than the struggle of the Palestinians. Verbatim, she said that. You know what I find that stupid though? That is so dumb. Because they're both but struggling. The thing is, they're both a struggle, exactly. And there's yeah. both vulnerable and you know, question that's like, happening. I feel like the, way, the difference where that lies is, is fundamental. Right? Have a if you're, you're, if you're against, white, but that's what I'm saying. Like before I was your like, professor white. She was white. Yeah, because you know the white people, man. I know, but that's <laughs> yo. You can say that, but it's, it's an easy cop out. But it's a serious thing. No, like, but you know, I feel like, you know, for, for, like I feel like a lot of that is the difference is fundamental. Somebody can see something and be like, I find this wrong, but they don't find it wrong because it's an injustice. They find it wrong because it, it makes them feel bad. You know, so if, if you're against something because it's unjust and it's injustice. Then you can speak out against injustice here, and you can speak out against injustice there, and you don't have to mix or separate. Injustice mm -hmm. is injustice. Mm -hmm. But when you're speaking out mm -hmm. against something because it makes you feel bad, because mm -hmm. you don't like seeing it, then it becomes wishy-washy. Yeah, okay, what, now, now imagine like, unless you want to no, stop it. I'm just saying, imagine now, like everything I just explained, imagine for four or five years, you're going to school in that environment. You get nurtured like, it, like it, that. Like, it, it, it makes you feel like your voice is not heard. It makes you feel like you don't necessarily have a platform to discuss like, things. Because even when you do want to discuss things, it's just like... To be honest, the, you know the, the whole point of, of, of university is to... Um, is to, what do you call it? It's to, you're supposed to, to suck challenge. your money. <laughs> yeah, that too. But you're supposed to challenge, you're supposed, you're supposed to challenge your professors. In, in an ideal <laughs> university situation, you're supposed to challenge what your professor said. If your professor is saying, uh, like, well, like what you just said, you're supposed to say you're supposed to challenge it. You're supposed to you say I don't agree with that, and then and then have that dialogue and discussion. Yeah, then have a dialogue, and then but what like in that situation, what you did, was you just kind of took it, and you just you just let it keep going. You know what I mean? And it's not it's not trying like to, trying to get my mark, cause are you dumb? <laughs> like, no, but that has nothing to do with that. Yeah, but you have to understand. Yeah, this guy's the only black guy. You're the only no, black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah from the nigger. Yeah. She's like she said something in a in a class, right? And, and you have the right to challenge it. Like that's the whole point of university. Okay, so look, but you don't have to disrespect her. You're true, but even people, some people just don't like being disagreed on. Especially if she's the like the the, the professor of the class. She's not, like, not yeah, like, he's like you're challenging her authority yeah, and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, know you, you know, you know, white woman. But you can test your sincerity, or you can test whether or not she actually wants to give you a good We assume some somebody's reaction to something that we're gonna say or whatever. But even a lot of times, if you are. If you come at it from obviously respectfully and you disagree and you, you academically, know, yeah, yeah, if you put up put your evidence and you say this is why it's I disagree with you, even if they don't like that disagreement, they'll respect it. And I find that generally with with people all across the board, 
if, even if they don't like what you said, they'll respect your opinion because you're yeah. because of how eloquent you are, or because of how much you can back it up. Because because uh, you remember you, what you were saying before about the the stuff at Medina University about the people and that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. You can't talk about the Medina, brother. Yeah. Oh, I can't that, talk about it. What? No, it's guess trying to go back. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm saying the whole like, if somebody's if somebody's saying yo that what that teacher is saying is uh, nonsense or whatever. Yeah. Like, aren't you supposed to challenge the reason why you don't like agree or disagree with the with the? With not the necessarily thing? because what you're learning are Islamic principles. So it's difficult for you to say I disagree with that. So what 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 is what is, what is their discourse? What, what, I don't understand the discourse to be honest. I was having a discussion with somebody yesterday about what you told me. I don't know if if it's if it's a is there discourse? Personal. What do you like? What do you mean by discourse? If you know, let's say your teacher brings up opinion and says this yeah. is this is the evidence that I think, or this is what it is. Yeah. Can you speak out and be like, okay, you know, what about this? Or you know what about this opinion? Or what about? I'm yeah. I guess you yeah. There is still differences. You can different. You can be. Um, uh, you can. This is the thing. Like you can disagree with your teacher, but it's still within the realm, the, the boundaries, realm, of, the boundaries of of the dean and, and knowledge. You can't speak from your own opinion. Yeah, you can't course. just say no. I, I I disagree with that entirely. You can say okay. There's a different opinion that counters this one, or or this proof counters that one, and. Whichever proof is more stronger, obviously, you know. Basically, as long as you bring your evidence, then you yeah, can. of course, of course, you're gonna get shot down. Not like figuratively, obviously, you'd get shot down if you try to bring any type of opinion that has no weight. Mm. Then it dates what the most strongest uh, opinion is, and what brings strength to an opinion is the proof from the Quran and Sunnah. And essentially, if a person provides that, then obviously it's um, it'll be accepted. But a lot of times. Anything that holds weight is something that the teacher already mentions and he tells you. Like this issue, okay, there's a difference of opinion and the differences are A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And um, these are the proofs that each of them use and why each, you know, school of thought uses these or believes in these opinions or whatever it is. Very comprehensive. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like you're ready, you're ready for that. What? I feel like you're ready for this, this question, brother. Uh, no, I wasn't ready. No, I just no, no. We we're kicking or talking about norms, and then we started talking about school and white people, and and all of a sudden it's like, hey, no white people people, is there did, huh? There's no white people in Saudi. I have only seen one, and he is a convert and actually a, a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually has a lot of da'wah up on like YouTube and stuff. I forgot his name, but he's Saudi. very known. He actually lives in Medina. Yeah, he's a doctor. What? Pardon? I I don't know. I couldn't. I see him a lot at Masjid Quba on Fridays, but yeah, I've only seen like two white people in the entire kingdom of Saudi Arabia in my two and a half years of being there. Um, there is, but like not that many to be honest. Not that many. So it's back pretty to quiet uh, now. The the point. The, the, <laughs> your yeah. point. Come. All right, so you guys were talking about um, university and whatnot, so just to chime in and share some, uh, some comments on that. Um, I feel like there's different ways to look at it. Um, you know, university is, a, is an open area, it's an open place. Um, and, you know, speaking as a, alhamdulillah, uh, speaking as us, we're all here Muslims, we're all black, we're all um, Somali. Somali, if you want to <laughs> <laughs> Somali, uh, or whatever, you know, young adults or, or adults uh, for that. Um, you know, another way to look at it, like I was saying, is like uh, p 
people are already uh, they already have an identity crisis before they even get there. And then when they get there, there's so many things that they're exposed to, so many things that were foreign to them before, that they really, really lose themselves. And obviously, if you're if you're 17 or 18 uh, or around there, and you don't really have, um, you know, your basics when it comes to who you are as an individual, um, you know, you 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 you're, uh, you know, you're at you're at risk to to be scooped up by any other type of way of life or any other type of understanding or ideology or whatever so I feel like um, when it comes to university um, you know it's a, you know you don't have if you don't have a strong identity or confidence in your identity then you know definitely you're gonna be at risk to to to, to, to you know yeah to be to get just even even people you'd be thinking oh someone might end up with these people or they might end up with that group or my it's how about the, just being lost Maybe you don't end up in any, with any group or with any, uh, you know what I mean, uh, a movement, but just being just lost, you know what I'm saying, that, that itself is already a problem, you know? So, and another way of looking at it is like, like I said, university is an open place, an open area, you know, it's open to all people. That's what they say. Though. So, yeah, that's what they say. But so, and now with MSAs, you know, MSAs have been really trying hard to, uh, to, to also tap into that market too, because it's, you can have, like you have LGBT um, uh, gay people, they're there. You have um, people who, you know what I'm saying, atheists or whatever, all these different movements and people BLM. that have these different ideologies. But like another way of looking at it is not just saying, you know what, oh, um, I don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, around all these people and all these people are saying things that are just so um, contrary to what I believe and my beliefs and what I've been taught. Mm. Um, another way of looking at it and not playing, instead of playing the victim, being like, okay, how come we're not tapping into this this open market that we have here, which alhamdulillah a lot of MSAs are, where there there's strong MSAs now, uh, Muslim Student Associations, and there's strong um, Muslim Awareness Weeks um, in different universities, and and Juma prayers being held in all those different things. So another way of looking at it is like, you know, taking advantage of that that freedom, you know, to or if you want to call it freedom to whatever extent it may be. Yeah, like I think that like with universities. Like one of the things that make it hard to do that, especially because like not all of us are involved in MSAs. You know, like I can tell you personally, I wasn't involved in MSAs. I would go there, I would pray, I would do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I just preferred things to be more organic, like just have a relationship with the type of like the people in my course. You know, people that are in group projects and stuff. But what I'm finding is that like in those environments, they don't really give you spaces to speak about this stuff because people already have a preconceived notions of what is socially acceptable to discuss, what, what's socially accessible to, to even have like a, a conversation about. You see what I'm saying? So I think that like one spectrum, one, one side of the spectrum is saying that, okay, people don't really have a good identity of themselves. And then when they get to university, it's just like, <laughs> finito, you're gone, you know? Your, your, your ideas are being challenged. Then there's another one where like you know yourself, but then at the same time when you're there, it doesn't really give you an avenue to discuss it within your own like program. And your ideas are being challenged regularly. I had professors tell me, there's no such thing as religion. You know, what you're gonna be, you're expected on a test to write that, you know, like evolution, we, we came from our organism a million years ago in the middle of the bottom of the ocean. You're, you don't write that answer on the thing, fam, you're not getting that mark. You're like that's the environment that you're in. So it's not, it's not even something that cultivates you to be able to even speak about your thing. Your, your ideas are being challenged Institutionally, like systemically, not only but just like shouldn't yeah. that shouldn't that make you want to go back and look into who what, you are, where you are, yeah. and what you were taught? Oh, facts, one hundred percent. So, so now, okay, there's two things to that. Like even that, going back and looking into that for somebody who's already firm in their identity of who they are, that is very useful for them. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who already has some doubts and whatnot, 
them hearing this constantly, even if it doesn't affect them the first time, second time, third time, for a lot of people, after a long period of time, it does affect them. Yo, to be honest, guys, uh, right now what we're talking about is uh, really theoretical and just in the air. If you just, if you want to really keep it real, mm. let's be honest, bro. Like, as Muslim youth, like you don't know what you what what, what Islam is yeah. to a certain extent. Like you know, oh, I'm supposed to pray, or I have to pray, or I go to the mosque with my dad. That's what I was taught, and I have to read this book, the Quran. But other than that, it doesn't get more. It doesn't go farther than that when it comes to being a Muslim growing up. I'm, I'm talking in general, yeah. but You're of course, specifically, the average like just growing up. Yeah, the average Muslim growing up, Muslim youth growing up here in in, in Toronto as a, or in the West, let's say. Yeah, of course, you have like the communities where you know there's emphasis on Quran, but even then, you can you can you can talk about the problems there when it comes to just learning to memorize. Mm. You know what I mean? But you have no understanding of what you're memorizing. You memorize an entire book over 600 pages, but you literally cannot explain a single verse right so um and that's those are the those are considered the good good communities or the good um uh, uh, you know good massage or programs or whatever you want to call it um but the average muslim youth that's ending up in university and you know us sometimes we see growing up in regent park or growing up in areas where you know the the, the muslim community is vibrant and you're going to the masjid and you're learning and there's actual learned uh, sheikh there uh, or a scholar or a suit of knowledge teaching you that's the, that's best case scenario Worst case scenario is the person who ends up in university and all they know about Islam is from YouTube. Okay, so let me ask you I'll tell you, give, I'll give you guys a, a, a specific, an exact, a, an actual, a real life uh, a, a person that we all know. I think Rex is the only person that doesn't know uh, the brother and I'm not going to say his name on, on the podcast. This guy told me, and we all know him. We all know him. The man told me that before he met us and before he moved downtown and met us and joined the, you know, the crew and whatever, the masjid, he said he was just basically learning everything off YouTube and he was just like a YouTube Muslim. Like, yeah, he was, his parents were Muslim and he memorized the entire Quran and stuff like that, but he didn't have that, like, you know, that community feeling. He didn't have that brotherhood with brothers and stuff like that. He was just, anytime he wanted to learn or anytime he wanted to feel connected to something, he would just play YouTube and listen to YouTube. So that's the reality of, 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 of what people are, are facing in our, in, our, in our areas and stuff like that. Coming to university, Ryerson, UFT, or whatever, they're not coming there thinking, you know what, oh, uh, they're not coming there with the teacher telling them that, oh, evolution or, you know, uh, we came from this or we came from that and religion is, is fake and religion is man-made. They're not coming thinking or being in the position where they can say, you know what, that's not true. Because of this, 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 is No, they're thinking, oh man, you know. And it hits them that, yo, I literally don't know Nothing anything about my religion. And, and, and for the ones that, you know, um, they're... The, yeah, sadly, that's the... That's the but the, see, the, pro, the blame isn't necessarily on, that, on the child or on the person. Okay, now that we came to the conclusion that, yo, it's a reality that, yo, this is, this is the state of people coming into universities. How do you maneuver that? How that's do you navigate what, that in university? That's what I'm saying. The, it, the, you can't fix... The, the solution isn't at university first year. It's that's what people that, think uh, it is. The, solu- the real solution, bro, is at home. The real solution is before they even uh, get to high school. The real solution is at home. The same way every other person or every other religion or every other uh, um, uh, um, household, household they're, they're, they're cultivating their kids with beliefs. You know, mm-hmm. with beliefs and ideologies and stuff like that. Like... You know, the Muslims is just, it's just, bro, like, you just cry after when your kid becomes an atheist. You just cry after when your kid becomes a homosexual, for example, and you just wail and, and you know, you read Quran and stuff like that and say all these things. And this is, this is real things I'm saying. This is really what's going on, you know? Um, but what was going on for the last 18 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, that comes down to, like, a lack of communication with their child. 
and not and not like it's not really a lack of communication. It is. It's, it's, it's you know, one thing, one thing I'll tell you guys though. Listen, I, I agree with Rex a little bit. Too. One thing, one thing about that. Parents don't talk to kids. Even the parents talk to kids. What are they really gonna tell them though? But how many guys you know what I'm saying? Tell them that don't know much about Islam. But well, like just out of sheer being involved in the community and stuff, you hear a guy say every. You know, okay. Let me let me let me let me tell you where all these where all these dots connect. Let me tell you where all these dots connect. It's that the environment that they, these people are in. The parents come from a country where people are all on the same wavelength. Their environment was the same. The people were the same. Their religion was the same. Everything was the same. So they didn't they didn't they didn't have to worry about their kid going outside and losing their faith, because the people that they're around are all Muslim. The whole society is Muslim. The way they grew up is Muslim. So a lot of parents came here thinking that it's the same thing or not realizing that it's not the same way. Mm-hmm. So they expected that when they go outside, they're hanging around kids who are on the same belief system, on the same belief system. And that's another thing that I was going to mention when we are talking about university, is that as much as university is a place of you know, knowledge or it's a place where it's you know, open, it's also political. You have to align. You, ha- yeah. you have to align yourself with people who think like you, who are of your belief, in order to make sure that what you're on is is constant. Another another Wallahi, thing. I just wanna right. I just wanna kind of throw this in. Um, I feel like one of the main reasons why uh, youth are the way they are is because um, their parents leave it up to Islamic institutions to teach them the deen. and you cannot monitor the progress and exactly what the youth are learning. And it's not even that, but even for duxies. A lot of parents are actually ignorant of the deen. That's what I was say. They're actually ignorant of the deen. Like they don't have like that. Like they know the basics of the deen. And I can agree with you guys to the point where, okay, a lot of parents, they don't take it upon themselves to teach their kids what they know of the deen. But what do they do? They put them in institutions to do that for them. Does it work? Does it not work? That's a whole other scenario. Should they do it? Should they not do it? That's another question. But a lot of times that's what happens. And I'll, and I'll tell you right now, a lot of times it's not enough. It's not enough. And, th- and that's why the conclusion of all this is that the youth are like, you know, they're, they're, they're in, uh, they have all these uh, identity crises. And, um, you know, it's, it might not even be Islamic knowledge. Sometimes it could just be the identity as, as a person, as a like person, their yeah. ethnicity, like their, their, their race, being a black person. How to move in your own city as, as a black person or as a person of a color, a minority. As they call it, or as a Somali, I'm being serious. Real life, like people see us to be a certain yeah. way, like criminals. Mm, people that have nothing to to provide. Non, yeah, I'm serious. Like you are not, we are not productive members of society. Mm, honestly, honestly, and they don't really inform their kids on how to, you know, create a life for themselves where they're confident in their own skin. You feel me? Mm, I know I feel Sam you. right now, he's itching. Saying? So, you know, he wants to say so something. So, to the point that, that Zeebo mentioned, the point that Zeebo mentioned, or uh, Abdul Qadir, or as Somali, um, the point you mentioned about, um, you know, back home being different, and how uh, back home you're not worried about your kid losing religion or uh, being ignorant of certain things because the society is going to teach them that or the community is going to teach them that. And but here it's different. And then you come here and then um, you don't have that 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 aspect uh, to things. Um, and that's why uh, that's a part of the problem. That that's that's true. But I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna be uh, uh, straight up blunt about this. To be honest with a lot of parents, sadly, like. That isn't that isn't applicable because for them really the religion and dean and stuff like that that's in the back seat. That actually is not number one. Someone be like, "Yo, you're crazy. What are you talking about?" No, it's not about what you say. It's not about what you tell people. It's not about smiling and and and, and in front of in front of people's faces and saying, "Oh, I love." It. It's about what you do and your your actions, right? It's about your actions. That's what tells you what you really. That's what lets people know what you really 
think is important and what you really uh, 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 appreciate the most. And from a lot of parents, a lot of these, the parents of these kids, it's real. It's a reality that the, the dean and those things are in the back in the back seat. Doesn't mean that it's 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 don't worry about it and don't no. Yes, a, a dean is important, but this is just a little more important. That don't worry, Allah ghafur rahim. You know, like for them, for example, some parents they're out here praying five times a day, mashallah, not missing any prayers, doing everything they're supposed to be doing. But for their kids, it's like it's okay. It's my baby. Mm. You know. Mm, career you know oh you believe don't allow your wealth nor your children uh, divert you from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because when you see your kid you're saying oh I have to tell him you know it's okay you know it's just my baby yeah or his exam or it's just my baby Allah it's just my baby you know yeah, some different verses talking about the fact that you know the person needs to beware of their family members. Like literally, you have to watch out. That doesn't mean that your kid's gonna come and stab you in your sleep, or your kid's gonna come attack you when you're older, or anything like that. Even though that's actually happening now, Subhanallah. But the, what it means is that don't allow your kid to come between you and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to the point that you know you look past the boundaries and you go past the boundaries of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala because it's my kid, it's my son, it's my daughter. Oh man, you know I, I love them so much. I, I don't want to push them too hard. So that's why when it comes to the deen, it's just like everything is in the backseat. But when it comes to school work all those things it's you know because that's what that's what the person really wants in, in, deep down in their heart you know but the, that, i'm not trying to say people out here kufar not believing in the deen or, or it's, it's just it's just it's just, it's just it's just you know it's just it's just it's just what it is you know what i'm saying defend that yo yeah offend that fam <laughs> parents are ignorant I'm telling you thank you fam summarize it with that fam parents are ignorant bro in different ways real talk they don't know then the kid right now society is the same thing where you live that's facts though it's true it is upon our generation to learn yeah. our deen properly Straight so that up. we can Real teach talk, our kids the way it's supposed to be taught no mm. honestly though honestly Real talk. you know another thing actually yeah i may not generalize the entire somali community but a lot of our parents did not actually start practicing the deen seriously until a later age in their life so they had kids I'm telling you, like, it, it exists. Yeah. Like a lot of them, if you look at photos back in the day, their stories, a lot of them, they would practice the deen to an extent. They would know their identity as a Muslim, but were they praying all five? Yeah, ilahi wa ilahi, yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The aqidah was there. Yeah, Allah is one, you know, and, you know, we don't worship anyone besides Him. Alhamdulillah, mm. but when it comes to actual, like, praying five times a day and actually, like, the actuality of, you know, being a Muslim and acting and living like a Muslim, they did not actually start doing that until a later age in their life. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Like, alhamdulillah, better late than never. It's calm. But I feel like a lot of these problems come because of this. Real talk. So like, where yeah. they learned the basics at a later age and um, they felt it was best to invest their kids in institutions that actually you know, teach them from you know, the, the grassroots and from the ground up and whatnot. But, you know, that has its pros and cons, obviously. But yeah, man, I feel like a lot of a lot of our parents didn't start practicing until you know a later age, and that obviously played a a big part in uh, this big issue that we're talking about. Yeah, now, as, as far yeah. as no, as far as conforming goes, and or assimilating or whatever it is, how much of it? Because I'm like, I'm realizing now, like it's not it's not all bad. But obviously, if you have to, you have to watch your boundaries and make sure that those boundaries are not crossed. Now. To the the parts where it's not bad, and or it's not 
faulty. How much conforming do you think you guys do as just as individuals? Yo, like zero. You absolutely conform. Sifir, bro. <laughs> But you're wearing Nikes But you're wearing Nikes Everyday life Everyday life Why aren't you wearing slippers Huh I mean like I think there's a level of conformity Everybody has Everybody does Right But so long as it just doesn't Like It doesn't uh, conflict with your actual beliefs Your hardcore beliefs Mm. Who you are It's okay to conform You know The moment something starts to conflict That's that's when you have an issue And I think in university They conflict a lot You Mm -hmm. know Just because we're on the topic But yo Just before we we leave this whole thing Or if we're going to continue I don't know But you guys were talking a lot about like the origin of these issues, right? Great, amazing. I'm not even being sarcastic. I mean, I really mean it, amazing. But there's people right now who are getting into university today who are literally in the positions that you guys are discussing, like not knowing things. You see what I'm saying? So what, what, like, what's the, what's the situation with them? And that's why people like to talk about MSAs and hosting programs, maybe learning, whatever. And like I was, just to kind of go back to what I'm saying, I don't feel like university really cultivates mm-hmm. or it, it, it supports that type of something happening, you know? MSAs are very limited, guys, like, on what they can do. They have Islam Awareness Week, and then, you know, LGBT, LGBT has Pride, the, like, Pride Month. Six Pride events. Month. They have Pride, Pride Month. Month, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's an upward battle, and it's like you're, you're losing, you know? Mm-hmm. So but every day you're losing people, every day, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, we can talk about how the issue is that parents are, don't learn. Okay, cool. They don't know. We know that they don't know. Like, mm-hmm. if they did, then I, the kids wouldn't be in the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. But the, so now you got kids. I, I, I don't, I'm saying that, the, like, the problem is not just that. It's the problem is, like, putting the kid in that situation in the first place. Like, not letting them know who they are, where they came from. Mm-hmm. Like, even, in, not in terms of just religion, but also just their own, uh, like, uh, backgrounds as well. Uh, you know, that's, what that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, like, so for you, like, what, what has helped you to continue being who you are? And not really... To be like, honest, I've... I've the podcast. No, not even that. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Not even that. I'm, I'm saying I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a, a lot of different um, angles... In life, I've seen the the I've seen uh, extreme poverty. I've seen people um, that have nothing, and I've seen people that have so much, mm-hmm. right? And I've seen people like so. I, I lived in Dubai as well, and and uh, the same thing. I had the assumption going into but Dubai that hey, this is a Muslim country. Everybody's praying. Uh, it's gonna be great, you know. And I had that mindset. I'm like, I'm gonna be a part of that. But then, like, I realized that like. Like I was wrong. I'm going to like that. You hear the adhan; it's amazing. But there's people in chamises that are walking past the mosque while they're doing the adhan, and I was like, "Yo, I'm so shocked." You know what I mean? It's normal for them. Because it's normal. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Thing, yeah, that's real life, and it's it goes back to the thing. Like, like no, I think like, even when it comes to when it comes to like the identity crisis, as much as it, as as much as it's in the universities, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's one of the I think it's one of the reasons why you have a lot of youth right now. Killing each other, why you have you know drug kids that are kids that don't even need the money, they're out here selling drugs. Not even about the money, you know. Every a lot of that has to with identity crisis. And mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, like when when I hear when I hear that, like when I first came to Canada, and obviously I understand, I stand, understand more now. But I was saying like if you have the opportunity to just get a job and work and make like actual regular regular money, like people. 
pray and cry for that option. The fact that people drop out of school, to me, when I first came, was like, was dumbfounding. Because yeah. I know people that, like, the people that used to work in, in, on the houses that I, that I would live in, like the, the, the construction workers, were saying my parents couldn't afford school. School is free until grade and I love school and I can't go because, like, my family's broke. Right? I don't think you guys have the luxury of education. You guys have the luxury to, to, to find a job if that doesn't work, if you don't want to do education. And you guys are throwing it away for like. What? But things, for those people, they never seen what you've seen though. Yeah, and that's and what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. I, I, I got a lucky opportunity. Because yeah. if I stayed here, who knows? Who knows, who, yeah. who knows what, what kind of person I would have been? And 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 going back to your questions, like like I think seeing all of these things mm-hmm. and like kind of shaped like my idea of like what is good, what is bad. I think that's very interesting. Honestly, the reason why I'm saying is because like like we know that like one thing Allah says in the Quran is that like He's created the heavens and the earth, bilhaq, like with truth, you know. And it's interesting that like for you, like what you drew your 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 experience from to continue being like not someone who gets involved in some dumb stuff is literally something you've witnessed on earth you know and like literally like when you see it and you can acknowledge it for what it is it's something that you identify as this is the right way to go you know and it's like what what's for my thing is like when you think about the people who are struggling right now like you said university or people who are gangbanging on the streets like you, you can't always just talk about like come to the masjid and learn that's good it's good but it how do you to, get them it there? needs to be supported with like real life things you know what I'm saying? Yeah. it needs to be supported with some real life experience talk you know what I mean? talk i'm being serious no talk no i'm, ta- like, no, I'm, I'm like, hearing you fam yeah. ta- no talk <laughs> talk <laughs> what you're talking right now bro, See, actually, bro no, talk. this is a good segue actually you know saeed idris and samar you guys just came back from a trip you know what i'm saying and you guys were you guys kept you guys kept talking to me Six about rings, some crazy yeah. program yeah. Yeah. out in Minnesota. Talk to me. It's called Vibe. Yeah. I don't yeah, even want to describe it because I think you guys experienced it more. But one thing that I took away from what you guys said was mm. these guys were taking them on outings. They were mm. taking them on putting these kids in environments that they would otherwise not be in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is something I'm that gives you. them life experiences that reading a book just won't give you. I'm you telling know? you. I'm real talk. Why, like, that's real life. So I think just one thing. I no think problem. Talk, man. A lot of these kids, they don't have that. What they do is they're in the hood. Then they go from the hood to university. A total different environment. Sharks there, fam. Getting bitten left and right, dead ass. Like they don't know what what's right and what's wrong. So yeah, so they're they're just they're just praying in the, in a big like Fender. pool. Like you know what I'm saying, like a lake. You know. I'm oh. telling you. So, go ahead, go ahead. I've been a big big advocate for this, and I genuinely believe that we need um, to take dawa or uh, calling to the dean or teaching people the religion outside of the masjids. People may look at me funny. They may think, what's this guy talking about? I'm being what honest. What are you on about, You boy? need to go outside of those environments. Not everybody is comfortable going to the masjid. You see it? People, so a lot of people are not comfortable going to the masjid. A lot of people That's feel like they're judged. Mm. A lot of people feel like, no, that, that place is toxic. A lot of times people, they may not even know of the messages that exist in their, in their community. I'm telling you, and, and, and just like how Ozzy was saying, um, the, the, like it's the MSAs in a lot of universities are limited. We need people like us. I'm being honest. People like us. People like Osman. Obviously, he mentioned that in his uh, four years of university, mm-hmm. he was more of an in and out guy, and yes. hit the road. But we need guys like him that actually no. I'm being serious. We need guys like you that actually know the dean to take some time and actually invest in in, in your in your classmates 
and to teach them. I'm being honest. People like us that may not even be in universities or we may uh, learn the religion outside the universities and go to the universities, go to the MSCs and actually present these type of issues and say, hey, we want to address these issues. But you find you have to understand the MSCs mm. and stuff like that, they're limited to the university policies. You, me? you can't just come out here and say this and that because they're going to lose their funding. They're going to lose this. They're going to so lose that. This is... That's the question. No, okay, okay, but like, but what are you tackling though? We're talking, we're talking about like the things we're tackling. What we were discussing today, your identity as a Muslim. That, that of course, you can talk about that. You feel me? Yeah. But me, I was the first Obviously, there's gonna be certain things that when you weigh the pros and cons, it may be something that you may not want to discuss. You know, in uh, in a in a blunt fashion. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, given where we live and stuff like that. But there's a lot of issues that we can talk about without having to beat around the bush and be very direct. But no, but listen. The oh, thing is, vibe. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We need to talk vibe, about vibe. Firstly, shout out to those guys. Shout out to vibe. Shout out to B. Amazing. Yeah, shout out to my dog. Amazing you know, program. Shout out to the out number to one thing to start off this program is that it is a youth program led by youth. Yep. Mm. The oldest guy there is yep. one year older than me. He's 27. Yep. That's Shout number one. Brain. Number two, there's 180 students. Allahu Akbar. All right, 180 Shout students. Shout out Mahmoud Crody. This program, you guys hear me? This program, it deals with Islamic up, studies, okay, secular studies, recreational activities, all in one. And just general All in one facility. You had that. You feel me? Balance. Youth that are learning the biography of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Learning the Quran, memorizing the Quran. Learning the meaning of a hadith, narration mm -hmm. of the Prophet and what he said. And at the same time, learning secular. We, we, we actually Workshops, walk by a yeah. class, workshop, where there are 10 to 12 year olds learning coding. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of them with a laptop. Let's go. And it was mostly actually f females in the class, actually girls body. in the class. Mm -hmm. And they're learning coding. I cannot mention, I cannot even think of not one institution in Toronto that has a comprehensive program like this where you're learning secular, both secular and Islamic knowledge in the same place. And in a practical a practical manner. Mm. It's not just theoretical, even the Islamic mm. stuff that they're teaching. Yeah. It's practical, right? It's not just um, because of the fact that those people who are teaching are, are just a few years older than the students. Yep. Right? So it, it just brings all of that yeah, to, to really reality. It brings yep. it, it's real. Instead of it being like a 40, 50, 60-year-old teacher, mm. which is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but you just lose that. You lose that 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 that, that yeah. That the age gap you know, is a very big factor. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I'll say, one thing I'll say, as much as I don't know how much of this is going to be uh, applicable to what we're talking about, but since we're talking about university and talking about um, you know all these other waves and different things that are out there trying to get people and whatnot, um, I think uh, brothers and sisters, uh, especially ones that you know they are a little a little more learned. When it comes to uh, the dean and stuff like that, I think they have to get on the offensive. Mm -hmm. you know, attack. Someone would be like, "What's going to talk about?" Yeah, I think they need to get on attack mode. Yeah. And I'm not talking about no violence or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just talking about being uh, aggressive and being on on being on attack mode when it comes to you know what you believe. The same way everyone else is on attack uh, offense when it comes to their beliefs. Mm. You know, so like uh, for example, in that classroom we we're talking about uh, uh, Ozzy. 
um, when people are saying what they believe and sharing the, the ideas and stuff like that, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong or, you know, a person shouldn't feel like be defensive all the time. Facts. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that we have. It's a problem that we have um, with, with Muslims here, especially youth. Even the ones that actually know, they actually have some knowledge. They actually, you know, they know, th- they know what they're talking about. They just feel like defensive all the time. And yeah. they just feel like they're in a corner and, you know, they're about to get knocked out. And it's like the 12th round. Yeah. But why is that, though? Um, why is that? It's because, first of all, um, there's not too many, uh, there's, there's no pioneers in, in what I'm talking about in, in doing this thing. So it's hard to be the first to do it. Mm-hmm. Or to, to, if you don't have people in front of you, role models that are doing it, it, it makes it tougher. Mm-hmm. When you have people already doing it and people have been doing it for years, you just step in and you know, you follow their lead. You talk but, about being on attack mode. Yeah, like yeah. just, just like, like, just like being on attack. And what I mean, I'm not even talking about talking to non-Muslims, even to Muslims. Yeah, like the people, the people that quote unquote are, are practicing, or because or, that word is usually used, but or going to the masjid or are involved in the Muslim community. Yep. They're just. Um, it seems like they're passive when it comes to to other people who uh, are maybe not as practicing or not on their dean. They're just passive. Like everything is okay, and uh, how you doing? Cool. Does that? But. You know what I mean? Those other people are not passive when it comes to pushing whatever they're pushing, whether it's music, whether it's uh, street stuff, whatever yeah. it may be. They're, they're open about it and they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're proud about it. You know what I mean? So you have, you have your dean and you have, uh, you you have knowledge. You know what's right from wrong. You should even be more proud about that, you know? Yeah. So um, I just feel like, yeah, and, and, and all it takes, like, you never know. Like, um, I, I don't know, I think Zebo was talking about how... Um, a lot of times we, we, we tell ourselves how people are going to react to what we're going to say or how people would react to what we're going to say. So that stops us based on whatever reaction we're yeah, expecting. Yeah. If we're expecting like a bad reaction, then, you know, that's, that stops us from saying what we wanted to say. But a lot of times that's not the case. That's just like a mental barrier that we put up in our head, yeah. you know. But yeah. a lot of times you talk to people yeah. and, and that might be that conversation might be the thing that they were waiting yeah, for. It's a big deterrent. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. that, that conversation you have with them, that, that, that men- the thing you mentioned, that, that, that's the thing that they were actually waiting for you to say. You know, so I just, I just, I just, I just, I'm just trying to say to the brothers and sisters to, um, just to do a little better and uh, don't be shy about anything you believe in, anything you, uh, you follow. Um, and just, uh, just for the, even if it's just for the fact that no one else is shy about what they follow, even though it's just more than that and you have more reasons to, 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 to believe and, and be strong in your, in whatever you, you know, you're talking about what you're believing in. But even if it's just for the fact that no one else is shy about what they believe in and what they're promoting, just for that, even though that, 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 that sh- it shouldn't be like that. But even if it has to, if we get to that point and we go all the way down to there, that, that should be more than enough reason for someone to be proud about what, who cares? What, first of all, no one's going to do nothing to you. No one's going to physically violate you. No one's going to harm you in any way, uh, physically. Mm-hmm. So the same way, the same, the same way uh, everyone else feels comfortable in, 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 in pushing their agenda or whatever they believe, because that's what they believe. When you have true faith and, and certainty in, in what you're doing, and it's coming from the heart, then you, 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 no one's going to stop you. No one's going to come in your way. So someone, you know, we have to look at ourselves and be like, is, is it really coming from our heart? Is it really certainty and stuff like that? If, if it isn't, then we have to go back and reflect. And if it is, then we should just push forward with the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just what I want to say. Like I said, it might be a little off topic, but... Oh, yeah, this is yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. Good. I just want to go back with... Defend that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just want to go back with what Ozzy was saying. He talked about uh, the people that are in university now are going to university and just trying to, like, what do you say to them? It's not about what we say to them, it's about what we say to as a Muslim community yeah. as a whole, right? We got to take an example like the Jewish, Jewish community. They have their own hospitals, they have their own, just that whole area, just Jewish people. That's something we have to do as Muslims. 
You, gotta, you know what I mean? So at least people feel comfortable with their own Muslim identity because they're surrounded by Muslims. They're being cultivated by Muslims. You got Thorncliffe Park. Yeah, no, but not even that. Just like a whole, like, we have to have our own schools. We have to have our own universities, mm. our own area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I think that's something that we have to look at as, like, first-generation people here. You know, that's gonna be hard. Man. It's, it's gonna, gonna be hard, but at the same podcast, time, being like, first generation people, yeah, yeah. bro, that takes um, time, bro. The, I'm saying, but at the same time, yeah. we gotta we gotta be the forefront. We gotta be yeah. pioneers, right? Like, look, if, look. We, if we think that, like, yo, that's hard. We're not gonna do it. Then no, the next generation is like, oh, that's it won't hard. Be done. But at least even when we try, maybe we just even just that little part we did, mm-hmm. our children take it. The next children, then you never know. Five generations, ten generations. It's, it uh, could just yeah. grow like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Also, yeah. it's like an idea. But um, I think we might have to wrap up soon. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> my laptop's <laughs> about to die. Huh? <laughs> I said my laptop's about to die. Your laptop's about 6%. 6%. 6%. All right. Shout out from his gang. From his gang. From his gang. I don't yeah. know what that is. Bro, shout out the whole gang, vibe gang. gang. Honestly, everybody. Real Mustafa. Salad. Bro, shout out my boy Mahmoud. You, my guy, Ayub. Moody, you name it, man. Look, I know man. these are random names oh, yeah, to get the Rex, but they know who they are, bro. Yo, these guys are us down, bro. Like, you know? Like, they they really really like you know, they held you down, they held me down. Bro, go to Minneapolis, anybody who's listening to the podcast. Like, you know, when you come home late and it's just one of those nights and you just look in the fridge and you see that vanilla ice cream and you know that vanilla ice cream is going to hold you down. You feel me, fam? Yeah, I feel like, you. They held us down, bro. Like, yeah, bro, anybody you guys listening to Minneapolis, bro, listening, anyone who's listening to us right now, Tap go to in, Minneapolis yo. and just say Slide you're through. friends with Saeed or Sam or Idris and you're going to be held no, down. Love you, please, bro. No cap. Yeah, man. No Mujam in a cap. Shout out to no Mujam. We, 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 we don't say no cap. We're not from that generation. We don't say no cap. San Diego. Salman, San Diego. Word is bond, yo. Abbas, you name it, man. Abbas. Random names. Abbas. You know who they are, man. I just took the mic away from Rex. Real talk, yo. I still want to give a shout out to Rex. Let me know when it stops, yo.